T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Gets you aboard on a Wednesday night as we look forward to Sunday at the link. 3 o'clock, the NFC Championship game between the Eagles and the Niners. And, of course, Burrow and the Bengals against the Chiefs. After that, as we get set to set this rubble, let's set the stage here with our guy Shio Kapati. He wrote a great piece over at the Ringer today about the Eagles and how they arrived at this spot in the NFC title game. Shio, how you doing tonight? What's up, Joe? How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited for, for this weekend, excited for this game. And Shio, you wrote about how the Eagles got here. It, it is an amazing jump they've made. I mean, this has been a good franchise for you know 20 years under Jeff Lurie and a lot of that with Howie Roseman and Andy and, and to the coach they have now, but... Just to where they were two years ago, Shield. Just the, the jump from where they fell down in 2020 to where they rose to in 2022. It really is. It's kind of a remarkable jump in a very short period of time. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, really, if you look at that stretch after they won the Super Bowl through like last year, it was one. Of, they weren't a bad team, but it was one of their like biggest stretches of just being a mediocre team since Jeffrey Lurie bought the Eagles. I mean, I think they were two games under 500 uh, during a four-year period, which really uh, hadn't happened for them. And so to be where they are now, you know, it's certainly a credit to uh, Howie Roseman, the way he built the roster. Jalen Hurts emerging is probably, you know, one of the biggest uh, keys there. And, uh, you know, Jeffrey Lurie has now hired three three of the coaches he hired for the first time were playing last weekend in the divisional round. And Andy Reid... Doug Peterson and Nick Sirianni. So you see all this coaching turnover all the time in the NFL, and uh, it looks like they got a pretty good coach too. Yeah, it does. And they uh, they demolished the Giants in the divisional round, and now here comes the Niners in. Shield, when you look at this matchup, does it look to you as even as it looks to me? I mean, it's it's really it's kind of hard to separate the two teams and and who is better. Well, you know, we'll find out. They'll play it out over sixty minutes on Sunday here on, uh, at the link, but. I, it's hard for me to say one team has a significant advantage over the other in almost in almost any area. Maybe the only one will be quarterback. We'll get to that. But just the strengths of the teams, it, it feels very even. Yeah, I think if you look at the talent, like I did an exercise last week when they were playing the Giants where I said, how many of these Giants players would start for the Eagles right now? And I think I you know came away with maybe three or four. And you do that this week with the Niners. And you're probably getting up to around eight or nine. And, you know, there are about uh, three or four guys that would really be a toss-up. So from a talent perspective, I would say these are easily two of the most, uh, two of the three or four or five most talented rosters in the NFL. So there's no doubt uh, that it's even there. The line, obviously, I, I like looking at that, but I'm saying, all right, is it even or is it not even? The line is two and a half. 
with the Eagles playing at home. So that would tell you it's pretty even as well. Yeah, I think it was uh, last week or the week before ESPN put out a piece of their, their 100 most valuable players this season. And I think I counted 19 of the of the players were Eagles or Niners, which is just an incredible amount for two teams that the rosters are loaded. Shia, when, when you kind of break down how this one might play out, I'm curious before we get to the individual matchups, what kind of game do you expect? Because we have two offenses that routinely put up 30, and we have the two defenses that give up the least yards per play in the NFL. Do you think we're getting a lower scoring game, or, or do you think we could get some points because there's explosive players on both offenses? Yeah, I'm really on the fence. I think if I had to pick one, I would say maybe a lower scoring game. You know, the 49ers, I think only two teams have scored 30, 30 or more on them this season. And then you look at the way the both teams operate. You know, like the Niners are going to be more methodical and string together long drives. You know, if, if the, usually you wouldn't expect the Eagles to give up, you know, like a 50-yard touchdown. And on the other side of the field, that's what the Niners try to do to you defensively. They say, hey, our corners, we might give you some cushions there on the outside, but we're not going to get beat over the top. So, like, there might be fewer possessions for both these teams than you typically see in an NFL game. You know, usually I think each team gets the ball around 11 times, but if it's a slower-paced game where both teams are stringing together methodical drives, then that might be more like an eight-possession game. And then all of a sudden you're probably talking uh, about fewer chances to score and maybe uh, fewer points overall. Yeah, and then any mistake becomes magnified. If it's a turnover, that becomes magnified because you lost, you know, maybe – a quarter of your possessions or an eighth of your possessions in a game. That, that's a lot, depending on the turnovers. Let's talk about the quarterbacks, Shield, because they're the biggest story. I mean, the AFC has two guys that are, are gigantic brand names. The NFC has one guy who became one this year, and then Brock Purdy. Let, let's start with Purdy, Shield. What do you make? I mean, you've watched them now. We've all watched them for the past six or seven games. Truly, like, dove in the last two because they've been standalone playoff games. He's obviously played well, and he gives them a little bit of an element, I think, that Garoppolo didn't because he could move a little bit. But it just feels, and you can tell me if you disagree, it feels to me like there's some oil leak in there. It feels like he's about to turn the ball over. What, what do you see when you watch Purdy? Yeah, I've been saying that for a lot of weeks here, Joe. It hasn't, uh, it hasn't happened yet, but uh, I think it goes back to you look at how the 49ers are built and you look at how they played with Jimmy Garoppolo. And to me, you know, it was always, hey, people would say, is Jimmy Garoppolo a top-five quarterback? Well, no, but can the 49ers have the top-five offense with Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, they actually did many years in a row. And it's the same thing with Brock Purdy. You know, Kyle Shanahan sort of wants to be like the remote control and just control the and have the joystick with the quarterback as he plays out there. You know, he wants to let the offense work for the quarterback. And so I think – for the most part, that's what you've seen with Brock Purdy. Now, where they're different is that Brock Purdy will try to make a lot of those second reaction plays. You know, if, it's, if whatever the play call isn't there, he's not afraid to scramble around a little bit and try to make a play. And he's had success doing that. But to, to your point there, if you watch those actual plays, there are a bunch of them in there where you say, ooh, you know, wow, that, that was close to being a turnover or a negative play. So uh, I'm with you. It would not shock me if Sunday night where, you know, you're talking and you say, wow, he turned the ball uh, over three times there in Philadelphia and the Eagles won pretty decisively because he is a rookie and he is a seventh-round pick. But at the same time, this has been a pretty long stretch uh, where he's done a good job for them. 
Shiel, the other side, Jalen Hurts came back and he played like himself last week, and it was it was kind of an easy game. They just blew the doors off the Giants. But this is now the biggest challenge of his career. I mean, this is the best defense he's probably ever played against in the NFL. And I'm curious how the Eagles try to attack the Niners, Shield, because it, it does feel like, although their stats are amazing, Feels like you could throw the ball a little bit down the field on them, especially outside the numbers. Metcalf a couple weeks ago, CeeDee Lamb this past week. Do you feel like this is a week where they dial up some shot plays down the field and try to try to change the game a little bit there? Yeah, I think you have to try for those opportunities. You know, they don't have great corners. They have Charvarius Ward, who has been a good corner, and then they have Demandre uh, Lenore, who has played well, but is definitely kind of their uh, weak link out there. And so the way they play uh, a lot is with a single high safety, and they'll play with those quarters outside, and they'll kind of give you a cushion. I mean, if you watch that Cowboys game, those comeback routes, those outbreaking routes on the outside, those were available to them, and they probably should have taken advantage of that more. So I think that has to be part of the way you attack them. And then, like you said, any opportunities you can take to produce an explosive play. I mean, look at what the Eagles did against the Giants. It's a different defense, but early in that game, dialing up the shot play to Devontae Smith, for 40 yards. I mean, this has really been a vertical passing game. That's the strength of Jalen Hurts. He throws a very good deep ball, and we know those wide receivers can get downfield. So, yeah, the 49ers want to protect that middle of the field. Their linebackers are very good. I don't think that's where you want to attack them. I think you want to attack outside the numbers and take your shots when you have an opportunity. Shield, the other thing I'm wondering about this game, and, and I'm not sure until we see it. I mean, Jalen Hurts ran enough this past week, so he, I think he quelled our fears that he was still really too hurt to do that. But it wasn't an overwhelming part of the game, and, and only once or twice did he take some real, you know, true contact. But this game feels like he might need to use his legs. I, you know, if they can't throw over the middle and they can't run the ball as well as they have normally because this is a good run defense, I wonder if we get a Hurts game where he thinks the best way to generate some first downs is with his legs. And Shield, he did run for eighty against them last year. I know it was a different, different teams a year ago. But what do you think about Hurts and his legs on Sunday, and how big of a part of the game they might be? Yeah, I think one of Hertz's greatest strengths is he kind of knows what the moment calls for or what the game calls for or what the situation calls for. And so I think that Giants game, they get up 28 nothing at halftime. Well, okay, you don't need to use Hertz in the run game much. But just kind of rewatching that film today, I mean, they were doing a lot of stuff with the RPOs and the zone reads and the design. You know, they had a designed run for him on third and three. They had a scramble with him. They had a quarterback sneak. And so, like, a lot of that stuff – was available to them in that game. You're right. I think he was very smart and very intentional about not taking big hits in that game, and I think he needs to continue to do that. But, listen, this is the NFC Championship game, and so, you know, either you're going to have two weeks off before the Super Bowl or you're going to have the whole offseason off. And we all have seen what a gamer Hurts is, how mentally and physically tough he is. And so uh, I agree with you. I I would expect them to kind of not hesitate to push those buttons if they need to. Shield, what do you make of the, we're talking about Shield Kapati of the ring here, of the A.J. Brown situation from Saturday? He spoke about it today and he had a smile on his face that there won't, I won't be a diva and we're good to go this weekend. It was kind of bizarre, though. It was, a, it was a, an amazing night for the Eagles and they have their one of their best players visibly upset during the game. What did you make of it in the moment and do you think any residual effect from that as we move forward? Yeah, I almost always defend the player in those situations, you know, trying to understand that they're competitive and wide receivers specifically want to get the football. That one was a little weird weird to me. You know, I'll be honest, just because looking at the situation there, they're blowing the team out in the divisional round. They're going to be one win away 
from the Super Bowl, and it was just one game. It's not like this was a three-game stretch where they weren't throwing in the football. I mean, he literally set the record for receiving yards uh, for an Eagle, for an Eagles wide receiver this season. So it was a little odd. Listen, everybody has a bad day or emotions get the best of you in these ultra-competitive environments. So if it's just a, a one-time thing and he's moving on, I, I'm not going to make that big of a deal uh, about it. I think he's going to show up Sunday. I think he's going to play well. And uh, I don't anticipate it being an issue going forward. But if you're just asking my honest opinion about what I was thinking as I watched it kind of unfold and then what Nick Sirianni said earlier this week, yeah, I thought, I thought it was at least, uh, if nothing else, a little bit weird. Yeah, eyebrow raising for sure. All right, let's go to the AFC Shield. And, I, and we know the Mahomes injury impacts everything about this game. But what's, what's your feeling on that one? I mean, we, we watched it last year. Joe Burrow and the Bengals went to, went to Kansas City, and they won. Now they just went to Buffalo and won. They're back in Kansas City. What's your feeling on this game is the Bengals are the slight favorites with all this Mahomes uncertainty? Yeah, listen, there's a chance that this is Patrick Mahomes' flu game. You know, that 20 years from now when we're talking about Mahomes being an all-time great, we're saying, man, remember when he was on one ankle against the Bengals and just stood in the pocket and carved them up for 300 yards and they still got to the Super Bowl? There's a chance that happens. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, just watching him play on that ankle in the second half of last week's game, it was very limiting. He, You know, he was having trouble just getting back handing the football off. He obviously can escape the pocket and scramble and make those second reaction plays that we've seen him make before. And by the way, that Bengals defense is one of the best in the NFL at changing what they do based on the opponent and the opponent's strengths and weaknesses. And so I think they'll have a game plan where they're ready to kind of take advantage uh, of a hobbled Mahomes, and I think they're going to play well. So uh, I like the Bengals to go into Kansas City and win that game with the one caveat that uh, I'm not going to underestimate Patrick Mahomes and anything he can do. Shio, let's end with this. So if we do get um, Burrow and the Bengals and we do get Hurts and the Eagles, those are two of the 2020 quarterback class that would be playing each other in the Super Bowl, and obviously it would be two in a row for Burrow from that class. Thinking back, did you consider that quarterback class to be special? Because it, it might turn out to be. I mean, Burrow already looks like that. He's been to a Super Bowl. This could be two. Now Jalen Hurts could get to one. And I think Justin Herbert, we could fairly say, is probably going to be a top-ten guy for a long time. That might go down as one of the great quarterback classes ever. And I, I didn't expect that when it happened. Yeah, no, I, I would be lying. If I said I, I saw it coming. I mean, I loved Burrow. For sure, but that wasn't exactly going out on a limb. The guy was a great college player and was the number one overall pick. So I thought he was going to be fantastic in the NFL, but all the other guys I didn't really have strong opinions on. Tua uh, Hurts, there was obviously work to do uh, with Hurts there, so I can't say I was high on him, but you're right. Yeah, I mean, that would be two guys getting to the Super Bowl uh, potentially this year, and uh, who knows what will happen with Herbert down the road. But, uh, yeah, that, that would be a pretty special class. Shio, great stuff. We'll be listening to the Philly Special on the Ringer Podcast Network and obviously reading the Ringer. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Joe. I'll talk to you soon. There we go. Shio Kapati of the Ringer joining us, talking about these games. Called it potentially Mahomes' flu game. Did you see Mahomes today at the uh, his, his press conference? He did not have a boot on. That seems pretty confident he's going to play. I think. Oh, I think he's going to play. I just wonder how effective he's going to be able to. So play. he did have the same injury. I think it was in 2019. He suffered ironically against the Jaguars week one. Mm-hmm. Came back the next week, played on it, had four touchdown passes. Is he just immune to this kind of stuff? I mean, a lot of quarterbacks like Kyler Hurts, right? They, these were multiple week injuries. They miss games. 
I mean, a high ankle sprain is usually six to eight weeks. I mean, Mac Jones had it. Yeah. And they were talking about how he might need surgery and, and could be done for, for 10 weeks. I don't know. You know how Jalen Hurts heals faster than us. Does Patrick Mahomes heal faster than Jalen Hurts? It's funny. You know, Mahomes, we, we all acknowledge how great he is. He, we never talk about his physical tools. Like, obviously, this would be an ability to play on an ankle injury. Uh, his ability to scramble, move, he runs sometimes. It's it's like we don't give him credit for the fi- – it's almost like he makes these circus plays that he's Patrick Mahomes. But there's a lot it, – it, he's been compared to – I'm not the first person to make this comparison. He's been compared to before as kind of the Steph Curry of the of the NFL. And Steph kind of gets – like no one ever talks about how strong or, you know, quick Steph Curry is all about, well, his shooting. Same thing with Mahomes. Like, oh, it's wow, his ability to throw this ball into this spot. It, they're similar in that their 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 athletic ability is almost never talked about. But there's a lot of it there for Patrick Mahomes. It's why he does what he does. I just wonder for Sunday. I know he's going to play. I'm sure he'll be effective on drop back passes. But can they win without any special plays if he's just a drop back passer? I imagine they're just going to run a lot of shotgun, right? Pretty much just have him sit back and plant seven yards behind. The, the the line of scrimmage and pick apart defenses from there. I mean that's what I would do. And and but even with that, like, you know, when there's pressure, can he move? Or is he gonna just drop down? I, I don't know. I mean Then he got rid of the ball and like we I know there's a big discussion about uh Joe Burrow this week got rid of the ball like two point yeah. four seconds per drop back. That's when Holmes is like two point three five. I mean he he's very capable of getting the ball out quickly and he has all year really since they got rid of Tate uh not Taysom Hill, but Tyreek Hill. They don't really have a, a big deep threat guy. I think he's more than willing to just take short passes and, and carve up Cincinnati that way. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's a legacy kind of game either way. Because if Burrow wins that game, he's beat Mahomes in Arrowhead for back to back in back to back years, and he's been to two Super Bowls already at the age of what twenty six, whatever he is, twenty five, in his second and third year in the league. But also for Mahomes, Shield just said it to us: it's, it could be his flu game. I mean, if Mahomes wins this on one ankle. And then gets to his third Super Bowl. It's like, what can't this guy do? I mean, he's he's. It, I've I've said before, it's the best start to a career between statistics and success in the playoffs that I've ever seen. Now Brady had an amazing start to his career, winning three Super Bowls very young. But remember, Brady was not a statistically great quarterback until I'd say '07, and that started to shift, and it, it became more about his arm winning games. But early in his career, he was more of a game manager who just you know was great on the big stage. I, I've never seen a quarterback start a career with this much playoff success and stats. Like Peyton had stats, didn't win the playoffs. Brady won in the playoffs, didn't have stats. Rodgers had a sit, so it wasn't like he wasn't doing anything the first three years or so. This is not nuts. I mean, if Mahomes gets the through ball on one ankle, man. I mean, I, I like that comparison by Shio Kapadia. This flu game, his ankle game. Yeah, I think I tweeted during the game on what was that Saturday afternoon? I mean, yeah. he just won a game on one play on one. Yeah, he won one a leg. playoff game on one leg, just because he can. I mean, he's doing things that we've never necessarily seen. And you, you look at his numbers and averages like forty touchdowns a year for his career and only seven interceptions. I mean, it, it's not ridiculous to say this might be the best start we've ever seen from anybody, any football player. Of any position, really. Is it too outlandish to say that? I don't think it is. Uh, I mean, like, when you combine it all, right, the statistics, the level of play week to week, and he's already won a championship and been to two Super Bowls. Like, it's, like early on, I think 
I felt this about Peyton Manning watching him when he first came in the league. Like, this guy, Sunday to Sunday, was the best quarterback in the league. Like, he just took the league by storm. But it took him a long time to win in the playoffs. I mean, he and he didn't just lose in the playoffs. He lost at home. I believe there was a 41-0 loss Peyton Manning suffered in the playoffs to the Jets. Uh, and Chad Pennington, like, he, he had his growing pains in the big games. Mahomes hasn't had those. Again, the guy's never played a road playoff game in his life, which is just – it's. It's nuts. I mean, he just wins, and, and they have home field and, and all that. So that, it, it's going to be – I mean, it's, it, both these games are great theater. We've mentioned all week how they're, they're such short spreads. It's historic how short these spreads are and how tight these games are projected to be between the Bengals and the Chiefs and the Eagles and the Niners. And it's why right now, I mean, you go over at FanDuel and you look at the odds to win the Super Bowl, they have no idea. I mean, they have no – they're setting all these odds very close to each other because it's like, uh, they don't know. Um, right now to win the Super Bowl, the favorite is the Eagles at plus 230. Next is the Bengals at plus 260, Chiefs at plus 280, Niners at plus 320. How about this? Jalen Hurts has moved to the front of the line. He's the favorite to win the Super Bowl MVP award. I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't either. And the line moved quite a bit towards the Chiefs today. I think they'd start out as like point and a half underdogs and then got back to a pick em and they might even be favored by now. But, yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of the most favored team right now this weekend. So I guess that makes sense. Right. They have the most confidence he will be there. Right. So he has the shortest number to win the MVP of the Super Bowl. But, man, that's just like just like blows your way. You see that Jalen Hurts is the favorite. Remember when we said he might be a top 10 quarterback at one day and people got angry? I remember that show. I said his ceiling was to be a top 10 quarterback. People thought I was nuts. And now people get upset when you say he isn't MVP or when he sh- he sh- isn't deserving of being the favorite for Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know if there's ever been a quarterback that improved as much within a season and the perception of him changed as much. I mean, a year ago, a year ago, we be- you remember where it began a year ago on WIP? Pick the quarterback. Pick the quarterback. He's now the favorite. And who do we choose? Um, you mean we as like the station? I don't believe it was we. Like, it, I I was on board with this. Oh, yeah, I'm you, a company guy. Yeah, I'll you, tow the company. That's line. right. You towed the company line. I was not on board. I actually I remember uh, when I was on Angelo's show the day of the announcement. I told him I was disappointed in him for for choosing Russell Wilson. We chose Russell Wilson as a station, and now Jalen Hurts is the favorite to win the Super Bowl MVP. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop in. I'm putting this game on Jalen Hurts. Is that fair or unfair? I have this game, the outcome, on Jalen Hurts. He plays well. The Eagles are out of the Super Bowl. He struggles or plays average. The Eagles will lose to the Niners. I'm putting this game on Hurts, agree or disagree. And I don't think Sirianni was snubbed. I think this reaction is ridiculous. There were a lot of good coaches here. Pete Carroll was snubbed. If you want to say every coach that's not the finalist is snubbed. Pete Carroll was snubbed. Dan Campbell was snubbed. I mean, a lot of guys are quote-unquote snubbed. It's not a final three. I mean, Kevin O'Connell went 13-4. and What a team that went 8-9 last year. Was he snubbed? I, I, I look at it this way. Sirianni had a nice year. He also had a loaded roster and an MVP quarterback. 215-592-9494. We get back your calls, and we'll play for you. Nick Sirianni's press conference from today. Here we had to say about the injuries and everything against this Niners team. The matchup coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. The NFL Conference Championships are this Sunday. And you can enjoy more thrills than a two-minute drill on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account because they're giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay. That means you get free bets back if your conference championship same-game parlay doesn't hit. 
Bet on everything from the money line to the point spreads to which player will score a touchdown. Or if you can't decide, you can ride with thousands of other fans and bet popular same-game parlays made for you. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. New to FanDuel, sign up promo code G-I-G-L-I-O to see for yourself why it's America's number one sportsbook. And if you already have FanDuel, you can start building your no-sweat-same-game parlay. I really like the FanDuel app. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Gillio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you get aboard. 9 o'clock. Joe Shasky's going to join us. Morning show host. 95-7. The game out in San Francisco. He um, just, he's been on the air with us before. I've been on his show. He's a pretty emotional kind of fan. I'm sure he's all fired up. I mean, he has some smack talk for us. He thinks his Niners are coming here to win. He actually thinks Brock Purdy's going to come in here and win a playoff game. So we'll talk to him about that at 9 o'clock and, um, and a lot to do. We want to play the Sirianni press conference in a few minutes. First, though, let's go back to the lines here. Chris is in Allentown on WFP. Hey, Chris. Yo, Joe, I got a couple things, but I want to just come out right away and, and end this for myself. Um, I got to apologize. I was a uh, Jalen Hurts uh, non-believer coming into this season. And, boy, I'll tell you what, this guy has really changed my mind. I've watched football for, you know, 20 odd some years. I've never seen somebody go in the offseason and pull off what he did. Yeah, because so I was I've, saying, I mean, you were, you, well, you, were the, you weren't the only one. Let's but you, be real about that. You're not the only one. And I, I was saying to someone I was watching the game with um, on Saturday, I said, I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback improve as much as he has in one year. You know, we've seen guys get better, and obviously Tom Brady went from a sixth-round pick to the best of all time. But, like, in one year to go from – you know, Chris, I think I said last year he was probably about the 20th best quarterback in the league yeah. last year. To go yeah, from I'm that – yeah, to go for that to an MVP candidate is remarkable. Huh. It's unbelievable. I'm so glad this guy's on our team. And another thing is, like, with these awards, I, I mean, Hassan Reddick, I think he definitely got snubbed. He should have been at least a mention in there. But on my side, I don't care about the awards at this point in time. We are on the cusp of, of going to the Super Bowl. And if our D tackles and our offensive line does their job on Sunday, 
there is absolutely no reason why we are not going to Arizona in two weeks. That's that's my honest guy opinion. I don't think it's on Jalen Hurts. I don't think it's on anybody else. I think it just comes up in the trenches, and it always has come in the trenches when it comes to the best teams in the league. Well, it, it, that, it plays out a year after year. And, and Chris, man, I appreciate the phone call, and uh, I don't think you have to apologize for you know not believing that Hurts could be this. I mean, I, I think most of the city didn't, if we're being real. Like, just I would say more than fifty percent of people did not believe Hurts was the guy throughout last season as we entered this year. They didn't. Now they you know, we kind of convinced ourselves and talked through it. I did believe he'd be the guy, but I, even he's he's exceeded what I thought he would do this year. I mean, I, I projected his stats and numbers. He, he did better in everything. Um, so he exceeded my expectations. As far as the trenches, I thought it was refreshing and 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 certainly hopeful listening to Baldy, who's on with Mark Cerise, um every Wednesday, 4 o'clock hour. And I, I was in the car. I usually get to hear Baldy's spot because I'm usually driving at that time. And today he said he thought that the Eagles were better in the trenches on both sides. So, I mean, once in a while it doesn't play out that way, especially if there's a, it's a great quarterback like, you know, if you have Tom Brady, you have Joe Burrow, you have Patrick Mahomes, you might be able to get away with if you're not as good in the trenches because that guy's just amazing. But for the most part, that's the way the games are decided, especially in the postseason. And, and I thought it was high praise because we know how good the Niners are. I mean, they, the Niners have Trent Williams and, and Nick Bosa. I mean, to, to have the team that's better on both sides up front when you're going against those guys, that's enormous. By the way, before we get to Sirianni's press conference, did you see today that the Niners are just going to just act as business as usual despite that pass rusher who's really good got arrested on suspicion of domestic violence yesterday or Monday? Charles, what's his last name? I forget his last name. I just want to know. Yeah, it's something that might be difficult to, to pronounce. pronounce. But he's, I heard when I when I saw that he was arrested, I kind of dug into, I mean, he made the play against the, the Seahawks, right? He strip-sacked. Uh, I think he strip-sacked Gino in the second quarter, third quarter of that game, and then the floodgates opened. You know, he had the second most pressures on their team behind Nick Bosa. Like, th- he's their third down pass rush specialist. And I saw the news, and my first thought was, he might not play in this game. He's back at practice. I mean, I, I love when this happens in the NFL. Like, during the regular season, during the summer, you do something potentially bad, you get arrested, we take it very seriously. NFC title game? Uh, we're gonna let the we're letting the legal process play out because, as we know, nothing will yeah, play. Let's out. wait till March and then everything will thaw and we'll be okay. Yeah, it's exactly right. He, he's a he's a he's a problem. He's he's a good pass rusher. All right, let's hear from Sirianni press conference today talking about injuries, the matchup, and uh, Jalen Hurts as we get set for this game. Thank you for Brock Purdy goes. Did you? I know you didn't draft a quarterback last year, but did you see on your radar at all? Sure, you do your homework on everybody. And then uh, a guy that has won as many games and has many records as he does, of course, you're going to do your homework on, on him. And, uh, you know, he, and he and he had a really good college tape, that's for sure. And he has good pro tape. So, um, you know, he, he's done a nice job since he's gotten to this league. During the bye week, because some of the opponents you could have faced were the teams you had already played, did you do any work ahead on the matters? No, no, because there was no possibility for us to play on that, that, that week. How are Avante looking for Sunday. I'm sorry. How are AJ and Avante looking? Uh, yeah, uh, we're we're expecting everybody to to be you know doing stuff at practice today. So uh, we're hopeful. Um, you know, we're hopeful uh, that that they're going to be ready to go. Um, you know, and so and then, but we'll take it one day at a time. Oh man, huh? Um, hey, uh, Bob. Bob did just tell me that right when we when we walked down here. Um, yeah, uh, 
you know, that's that's something I can't control. Um, and those awards are nice and and everything like that. Uh, I'm really happy for Jalen and and Shane that they that they're that they're uh, on that. But you know, we have obviously much bigger things uh, ahead, ahead and uh, on our sites than than individual awards. On that on that topic, uh, what is your case for Jalen as the Yeah, um, shoot, his his body of work speaks for, speaks for itself. Um, he's been he's had a he's had a phenomenal year. Um, now I get to watch it. I'm, I'm biased, right? And I get to watch every one of his games and, and correct every one of his games. I don't always, obviously, I know there's other players that have been playing good as well. Um, but again, I think Jalen's going to say the same thing. Yeah, awards are, are nice, but we have we have much bigger team goals uh, in mind. And I hope Jalen wins it, right? He, you know, because you want that for your players. And um, and he's had a great year. Um, and but I know there's there's other people deserving as well. Um, he's just going to continue to go about his business and, and get ready for this next game. Field advantage a lot sometimes when you're on the road, but as an offensive coach, uh, what does that do to affect communication typically when you have that? Yeah, you, I mean, you have to do different things with your snap count. You have to do different things with your signals uh, and, and your communication out to the perimeter. Um, you got to do different. It's just everything. Everything's got to be done. I mean, you know, you know, with without being able to speak to each other, so you have to signal different things, and 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 so there's just there's just a lot that that has to happen um, because of the noise and. You know, we we know how much work we put in when we go to a to a rowdy, um, you know, stadium. Um, there's a lot of work that's be that has to be done. You don't just do it game day. You have to practice it just like you practice everything else. And so, you know that that's you know that's just that's a big advantage. That is a big advantage for the defense. It's a big advantage uh, for the you know the defense home team, obviously. And it's a big advantage for the home team, and so, and we know how good our fans are here, um, and how how rowdy they are, how loud they are. This place is incredible, and uh, you know this is, you know, obviously you get the buy when you get the one seed, but you also get the home field advantage, and and that's it. And those are and they're equally as important. How does your preparation and message, if at all, change this week? Yeah, you know that you know what I'm going to say, right? Uh, well, did you reach out to anybody in terms of like? guys who've been through to, uh, up to the stage and you, you um, never have. no I mean the schedule the schedule being a, a normal week still the same and so um, you know as far as as far as the message and, and the the whole thing it, it doesn't change right you don't you don't do something for this long and and have a successful you know you're, you're tweaking things and you're tweaking your process at all times do you fully just completely go one way or the other no you be you're you're always in the uh in the in the business of saying how am i going to get my process as good as i possibly can and it's an all, it's an ever evolving thing um and so we just stick to the same thing we've been doing and and we'll you know we're cuz you don't want to make it again there's always a scenario in the NFL where you can make it bigger than than just the next game, and whether that's the playoffs, whether that's a guy going to his hometown, whether that's a guy playing against his former team, whether that I mean, there's so many different scenarios that you can do that with. So we just remain uh, stick true to the process and 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 be in one day at a time. We talk so much about players on this stage and how they handle the pressure of that. How about you personally? Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's. It's our next game. It's our next game, and it's our next opportunity to play for each other. Um, when you're, you, again, you go through your process of everything like this, and it's everything. We're in Philly, first of all, and the, and the pressures, it, 
again, I, I've told this story a thousand times, right? Where, hey, we, you know, it's going to, last year, right? It's going to be, it's, it's okay, we're in a rebuilding year. And we were in that first preseason game. We were getting drummed at halftime and we were getting booed. So, um, you know, we know the expectations here and we know our expectations that, you know, it's, it's the expectations of this great city and these great, this great fan base, but it's also our expectations. We don't get to this point in our profession with saying, Hey, you know, not every game's not important. Not every and every practice isn't important. Like we're here for a reason. It's because we have that competitive drive, and and so, and then when your when your main goal of every week is to improve and to not let your guy down next to you, you know, and and to make sure that you're doing your job because you love your teammate, you love your 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 players, then that's all the motivation you need, and that's and that's. That's a lot of, you know, when you're playing, and again, I've said the greatest motivation is love. It, it, it 100% is. And so when you're playing for your teammates and when you're playing for your, your coaching for your players and your players are playing for their coaches, there's no greater motivation. And, and, that's, and that's, that's a high pressure, and that's, and that's every week and that's every day of our preparation. Hey, Nick, we saw you uh, last week mugging for the camera on the sidelines. We've seen you, you know, it was like standing. right in my face. and I, when I was juice. We were up. We were up. Uh, we were up a, a couple scores, and and it just it was like right there. Like I don't know. It was, that was the first thing that came to my mind. I guess that's just who I am. Yeah, we've seen that. We've seen you yelling at the you know into the stands and things like that. Like that demonstrative nature, maybe even playing the role of antagonist uh, sometimes. Is that something that's always been with you? And where's it from? <laughs> yeah, you can ask some of the, the people from the neighboring high schools that, or the neighboring or the rival colleges. You can ask some some John Carroll guys or Baldwin Wallace guys or some. I know my my brother um, my brother married a girl from our rival high school, um, kind of rival, a little smaller school, and they have all sorts of, of family members uh, there. Um, and my brother will go to an event in there and at, at Randolph, and he'll be like, you know, the people there still don't like you from all the, from all that from all the things that you did when you were when you were playing against them. So I guess that's kind of been, uh, you know, I, I'll do. I guess my what I give to my team and what my, what I'm trying like all I care about is our team and I, I'm not really concerned about anything else that um, you know anybody thinks except for our team and uh, trying to help those guys be in position to make plays and make them the best football players they possibly can be. Nick, um, I guess yeah. I guess after you said that, the first person that came to mind was Chauncey. So. <laughs> What's the What's the benefit to you of having guys like like Kelsey, Fletcher, BG, Lane, who've, who've been here for a decade, they've been through everything, ups and downs, Super Bowl? Yeah. What does that give you? I mean, it's it's everything, you know, in the, in the sense of oh, – I've said this before too, like when I first um, got the job here, right, I, I said – I wasn't like other first-year head coaches, and why do I say that? And, and why I said that was because I had these unbelievable players that have been to the mountaintop, that have played in this league for ten plus years, and you know, two on the offensive line, two on the defensive line, and like that's a huge, huge advantage to have those leaders on your football team. We have great people on this football team, and we have great leaders on this team. And so to have those guys that have been to the the top of the mountain and know what it, and know what it takes, like that, you know that's we got great leaders and they and they lead the way um you know with how do you practice with how you prepare um with how you play in a, in any game um you know and they've been in this game and then we have guys too like it may not have been in the but that have played in big time college games as well um and so you know that 
that winning, right? That the 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 knowing what it takes to be successful. Um, you know, if you play ten years in this league, you're successful, right? Knowing what and and the wins that they've they've had, that's obviously a huge advantage uh, for our football team. Yeah, you know, it's it's day by day. You know, obviously he's going to be sore. I'll let Lane tell you how he feels. We, you know, he he came he came out. We feel like healthy from that from that game and played a really good game, um, you know, against good competition with the Giants. And uh, you know, we're just happy to have him back out there. And and we and and again, I'll let him answer how his body feels. But I'm sure he was sore coming out of it. Um, but you know, we're we're excited that he's back and and because he's one of the best offensive tackles. Uh, if not the best offense tackle, he is the best offensive tackle in the NFL. What kind of things, kind of things did you do when you were in college? You know that people, other colleges guys. From I don't know. That was too long ago. That was too long ago. It was probably just the same celebration stuff and a little chit chat here and there. Nothing that stands out. Nothing that stands out. What, what was the thinking behind the, um, the two attempted uh, fakes to draw off the Giants, um, and why didn't it work? Um, yeah. I think that that's a competitive advantage. If I get into that, I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh, not answer that question. Team leaders and the fact that you guys have been in the Super Bowl, but on the flip side, there's a lot of people, you know, yourself as a head coach, that have never been there, and you're so close now you can taste it. So as a human and a competitor, how do you kind of stay in that same mindset without looking ahead, being that you're you're, you're right there? Um. You know, I, I, Frank Reich would always say this to me, and I, and I loved when he would say this. He said, no man suddenly becomes different than his cherished thoughts and habits. Meaning, and suddenly, no, no one suddenly becomes different, right? You are who you've been all, the whole time. So it's just because, like, and it goes back to the, oh, well, this is a bigger game than this or this. They've all been big, and right? And just because you're in this moment doesn't mean like I show a picture to the team every every week of a, a mountain right and there's the top of the mountain but it is strictly you know you can see it but the guy's vision is just on those steps right there and so when you're when your focus is that for 17 weeks or 18 weeks or whatever heck week we're on right now it's been a long it's been a long season what, whatever it is right now your focus doesn't change just because the the situation or the game around you changes or the opponent changes you still focus on one step at a time. The higher, the higher you climb on the mountain, right? And this is an analogy of a mountain, and this is an analogy of a football team. I get it. Like it gets windier, right? It gets the the conditions get tougher. It gets a little steeper. Uh, gets a little harder to breathe, right? And so now, what an unbelievable time to just focus on the next step, and the next step, and the next step, and don't look up. And so. Um, I got kind of goosebumps thinking about that, like because that's what we've been doing all year. I mean, that's just what we what we do, and no man suddenly becomes different than his cherished thoughts and habits. As a follow up to the question about expectations, uh, Jeffrey Lurie spoke to the team after you guys clinched about the meeting you had before the season. What's your recollection of that meeting? Um, you know, obviously, Mr. Lurie and I we will have conversations out on the, that field and after games and everything like that. I'll keep I'll keep a lot of those conversations private, but you know he, he's always every conversation is always about how much he he believes in us, uh, which is great to hear the the head of the organization and the owner of the team uh, and the leader of the organization tell you that and and how he'll do anything he can do to to help us do our jobs and and you can feel that and you and the players can feel that and we got we got the best owner in the NFL. Going back to 2021, you changed the offense midseason. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
short. He said you didn't blink when he talked about what I, I guess the goal was this year, what the expectation was this year. Um, what was your Want to make sure that I to do my best job for you know for a guy that's giving me everything he's got. I'm gonna give him everything I got. Going back to 2021 when you changed the offense midseason, did you anticipate it evolving the way it has? I think surprised you along the way. Um, no, I mean it. it yeah, it's, that's you don't just change. It, we've we adapt and we get things. You know doing things more of what we've been doing and stuff like that. And so it wasn't like it was this whole flip of a, a change, right? And so it was just, hey, everybody wants immediate um, success. And I get it. That's part of this league. Everybody wants immediate hey, answers, everything. But it, sometimes it takes time to figure out exactly who you are as a football team and what and what you're good at and um, what you need to continue continue on with and what you need to table off to the side and what you need to get better at, all, all the different things, right? And so that that's a process. It takes time. Um, um, and bye weeks are really important for that. Your off-season studies are really important to that. For your, your week-to-week studies are really important to that. And so it was a gradual work into, hey, here's what we're doing well. And I think, um, you know, as we, as we continue to, you know, we're still figuring that out. We're still man, we're pretty good at this. Like, there's still t- conversations that are happening. Like, the bye week a couple of weeks ago, it's like, man, we're good at this. I didn't, I didn't know we were this good at this. So this is a constant evolving, right? If you're not, if you're not adapting and evolving, you're going to get passed up. And so um, it's a constant involvement. It's a constant part of going back to our process of how we, how we go about it and try to perfect our process. And, you know, we're playing really good offensive football right now, and we got great – we have – Great offensive line. We got a great quarterback, um, skill guys, uh, running backs. We're, you know, it's how he's done a great job of putting this putting this team together, and uh, and uh, we're playing good football right now in offense. Nick, Two more, please. This week that you've never been around anybody with the ultimate like Jalen, which is a huge statement. Like, what, what does he do during the week that is different than other quarterbacks you've worked with? Um, anything in his preparation? Because he is so even Yeah, he he really is. Uh, and he's always here. He's always here, and and he's he he's you know he grew up in a in a football family. His dad's a, his dad's a football coach, and and you know, speaking of another guy that's his dad's a football coach, you don't leave that building, and he's and he's still he's his DNA. It's in his DNA to be here at all times working on his craft. And whether that's in the weight room, whether that's in the training room, whether that's in the film room, this guy is obsessed with getting better. He's obsessed with getting better. The thing I really admire about that is that he doesn't allow, again, the, you're, the, the season can go like this, right? And it, it, it does that, and that's just the, the nature of the season. But he doesn't allow the highs – or the lows of the season dictate his next move. And he is. That's, he is so even-keeled, and he's so locked in to just th- – that will to win. You, again, it's, it's, it's all that. It's all the him being, you know, being here, him leading his teammates, him um, you know, connecting with his teammates, all those different things. But I do find – like what you said, he's just so even-keeled. I find that a big part of his will to win, right, in, in the sense of like, yeah, I just played – like he just played an unbelievable game. But he's got this look on his face, like I can do more. I'm gonna get better from it. Like, it, like it, it, it's amazing. And that, and that, like when you really do study, like one of my favorite things to do. I've said it in here a thousand times. Like, is to study great coaches, to study great teams, to study great players. And that was that that, denom- that common denominator of Kobe and, and Michael Jordan of just like, how do I get better? How do I get better? 
he's obsessed with it. Like I, I can't, I can't say it enough. It's probably hard for me to completely explain um, exactly how obsessed he is. And, but I think that's why he is like this, like, and it's just like, I'm going to get better from this. Like it's an excitement and it, he's, he's special. All right, folks, we've got Brandon Graham here. Great stuff from Sirianni today. Maddox back at practice. Lane at practice. Those guys were limited, but they were practicing, which is especially the Maddox thing. That means he's, he's not far away here. Everybody else out there in Jalen Hurts, again, no injury designation. And I wondered this because coming off a game, you know, would he feel sore, banged up compared to, uh, you know, the week off, the year, the week before, you know, they got into the practice habit last week. So no injury designation, again, for Jalen Hurts. It's, it's, it's really important stuff. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop board. All right, coming up next, this is going to be fun. Joe Shasky is going to join us. He is the morning show. He's one of the co-hosts of the morning show out at our sister station in San Francisco, Odyssey Station, 95.7 The Game. He's going to join us. He was screaming his face off at the game last week, getting ready to come here. His Niners coming to Philadelphia this weekend. We'll talk about this game, and, and we'll see if he really believes that Brock Purdy is going to come into the link and win an NFC title game. That's next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.